it helped me identify that problem. And through the personal stories in your book, the challenges your clients face, I just saw the reflection of myself and I used that in my own life. I just amazed by the fact that it helped me so much since then and improved my and my teamwork's and life productivity overall. Welcome to Agile Leaders Conversations where executives, business leaders and experts from all sectors come together and share leadership insights around leading in today's workplaces. They will be sharing some tips on how they use the Agile mindset to make sense of the complexities and lead with authenticity and ease. My name is Chuan Chuan and I'm an author, executive coach for the Fortune 500, a speaker and a facilitator. I specialize in agile leadership, helping organizations and leaders achieve success and be relevant in the VUCA world that we are all in today. I'm so happy to have you listening in to this episode of Agile Leaders Conversations. My guest today is Ms. Kiyama Bey. Kiyama is a Web 3.0 enthusiast with extensive experience in blockchain, China-centric digital infrastructure, and she's very passionate for women in tech. I'll hand over the time to Kiyama to share a little more about herself. Thank you for having me. Pleasure is mine. My name is Kiyama Be, and I run Web3 Marketing Agency with a small investment arm focusing on Southeast Asia. We promote early-stage Web3 products and help them to get connected with our network of proof investors in Web3, blockchain space, and accelerators. Fantastic. Kema and I were just having a casual conversation before recording this show and based on what I know, 86 to 87% of the senior leaders in your space are men. So I'll be super interested to find out how you show up and make a presence and make waves in this space, in the male-dominated space. And we'll go into that in just a while. All right, Kema, share with us your general thoughts on the book after reading it. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I read it two months ago and it helped me since then a lot. I love how book talks about finding balance when you're facing challenges. And this book more of, I would say, exercise-driven book. It's more of a guide how to go through the challenges and how to solve it. It's filling the gap between theory and practical application. That's why it helped me a lot when I was leading my company and it shows lots of excellent ways how to grasp the understanding, like in strategies, how to speak with your employees, clients, and partners, how to lead different crucial stages in our blockchain world. So it is must read for those who are trying to lead the company. And I love the way you show the case studies, especially your personal life stories and how you help your clients solve the problems, like the techniques you shared. Great. You named the element that I want to bring out that we are bridging the gap between theory and practice and it's designed to be like a textbook and workbook together. But as you read it, you are also reflecting and filling up the exercises at the same time. Yes, yes, I do. And actually, after reading the book, I had my time digesting it just to let's sit it down and this time helped me to identify the struggles I had as a company leader and your book helped me to take the steps to fix the issue. I like the highlight of the book that you wrote. It's based on your client's experience as case studies. Like each client confronted a particular problem and the work that was done is just amazing. 
Thank you so much. It's really good to hear the real life example. You were talking about navigating some of the challenges that you face as a co-founder and managing director. So was there a particular paradox in the book that resonated strongly with you? Mm, yes, the one that I love the most is enforcing and empowering. I can strongly relate to that because in my company, we have a team of Europeans and Asians, people working together as a team right now, even despite all political issues. And I usually stay working till 2, 3 a.m., not because of the time difference, but also because I like to learn lots of things. And I usually read books in the nighttime and learn new languages. One day I noticed that I was expecting my team to be like me. I was expecting them to do the task during nighttime, even complete the task during their rest hours. And after reading the book, I realized that I was pushing them too much. I knew that I need to change. Only after reading the book, I realized I have this problem. Instead of pushing them, I start empowering them and start asking them questions. Since then, our team is doing a remarkable job and I'm extremely proud of them because team is growing and we have new people coming, all people that have been there in space since Bitcoin of 2018. And I just love the way we found the way to synchronize and I'm not even pushing them anymore. Instead, I'm trying to inspire them. And even if they feel that I'm pushing them, they come to me saying, hey, Kema, looks like you have some kind of issue. Do you want me to help with that? It helped me identify that problem. And through the personal stories in your book, the challenges your clients face, I just saw the reflection of myself and I used that in my own life. I just amazed by the fact that it helped me so much since then and improved my and my teamwork and life productivity overall. Yeah, wow, that's so amazing to hear. And it all started with just one change, right? Being able to name enforcing versus empowering. Do I want to enforce a certain work schedule, a certain pace and tell people what they have to do? Or do I lead by asking great questions, which most of the time are open questions and you just ask them, how do you find the work? How is it that you want to work so that you can give your best? And another great thing that I think shifted in your team is the two-way conversation. If they feel that there's something that you want and the manner in which you are trying to make it happen doesn't work for them, they are totally open to come to you. Kema, I know this is important. How can I help you? How can we make this work for both of us? So it's a win-win. And excellent. You are already seeing results in retention, productivity, profitability. I think that's so fantastic. And it just takes one shift. Shifting from telling to asking. I think that's one big shift. So there was also a definition of leadership agility and paradoxes in the book. What else do you see from your lens as co-founder and managing director? After reading the book, after I digested and understood it fully, I started listening to what my employees say because employees are often insecure to speak about their issues because they feel the kind of gap or difference between us. And I encourage them to be open. I listening to what they say. I listen to their problems and I try to solve them. And I just love being more close to them because that is what makes team work. Second point I would love to focus on is I started encouraging them to take risks because it's vital to create a culture when employees feel confident to ask questions even though if they feel that questions are too obvious or common questions 
because we are working in Web3 and Web3 definition itself, it's not even complete yet. We are the one who move in the Web3 industry and many people don't have a clear understanding of what Web3 is. So it's okay to ask questions. Even I encourage them to suggest out of the box ideas. Sometimes I encourage them to take action, even if I know that it will fail. Because as T. Dixon said, out of that failure, there will come knowledge and long-term success. Yeah, I think that these two main points have changed in my company since I read that book. And I'm really proud of my team because it's been wonderful two months working there altogether. There's a lot of listening, definitely, in the part of being agile. I think you are in an exceptional space where we say the future is unknown. Right, even Web three, you are the ones pushing and defining what <laughs> Web three is. How volatile and uncertain can it get? And then you do that by creating a culture where people can always ask questions and put something into action first. Sometimes we may be pleasantly surprised that some of the things that we think will fail would actually work out quite well. And it's a learning process. So when it comes to getting people to share their issues, what are some of these tips that work? I'm asking this because a lot of people ask and talk about psychological safety. And it is not that they didn't ask the questions. They ask, it takes much more from senior leaders to be able to build that kind of psychological safety. So what are some tips that has worked for you? Psychological safety is a good question because as a leader of company, I faced a lot of insecurities because... Uh, people have been thinking that I'm the one taking responsibility on my shoulders. It was tremendous. And I was afraid to show people that I'm also weak in some points. After I realized that showing vulnerability actually will help us build some trust, I started showing them that I'm also a person. And I think that internal mental shift also helped me and our team to become closer. You mentioned that in a book about mindset shift that will affect employees also in your reform model. So I think that was really helpful for me since then. I can imagine the first time you show vulnerability to show the human side. I wonder, was it very difficult? Because you did mention that women are minorities in your field and there's a certain expectation and that shift definitely helped you. Do you remember the first time where you shared that vulnerability? What was the preparation like? Oh, <laughs> being entrepreneur in our space means that you work 24 hours per seven days and we don't have any weekends. When the responsibility in our shoulders became too heavy, I remember there was a point, I didn't even plan it. The first time I showed it, it was actually when our company was going through hard times and I had nobody to rely on. And then I remembered one of your principles. I just met some of our employees and we had some chat on work stuff and I asked her, where do you think we're going? And she was my friend, my team worker. She was so surprised by the question because she didn't expect me to ask this. It's not expected for her to be answering this question. And she told me that we're going the way we move the company. And then I started asking more open questions to her. What do you want to achieve with our company? How do you want to move? If you were in my position, how would you lead our company? What would you change? What kind of strategy would you implement? And after that, 
She shared some of her insecurities about the influence she had in company, about her position. And then we worked out new model for her. And then I felt more secure. I told her some problems I had, like some of my insecurities, and she totally accepted me. That was the moment when we actually became close friends. And then we're running the company really in a trustful manner. So having that thinking partner, right? We don't have to take all the stress and the responsibility on our shoulders. Of course, being an entrepreneur, a lot rests on your shoulders. You work 24-7, <laughs> no weekends. If you could work 48 hours a day, I think we would do it. But <laughs> just showing that moment that I'm a person, I can get stuck as well. Why don't I hear from a different perspective? And in that conversation with your team worker, your equals, you're just bouncing off ideas. Definitely two heads are better than yeah. New perspectives, new solutions, and that trust. I think trust is the most unbreakable, to be honest. I want to spend a little bit of time on women leadership, especially in women in tech. How do you make your presence felt and make a difference in this male-dominated space? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really great question. I started in this company as an intern two years ago. And I started as intern because I can speak five languages and that's how I found this opportunity. Then I started outperforming my KPIs and deliverables. That was a point when my future co-founder or partner, he promoted me to head of China and then East Asia. Since then, we've been working together for more than one year closely. And he actually was the one who encouraged me to step in as a leader in women in tech. And he was the one encouraging me to take the action, actually. At some point, I realized that I had the power. He was encouraging me from the start because I didn't have confidence in myself. I realized that my growth happened because of that partner. And I realized that I have the power to encourage others to become more powerful, more confident, more open. And that was a point when I bought 50% shares of the company and became equal co-founder with him. And now it's my mission to encourage more women to actually take the risk and start what they wanted to. Because the world now, not only in Web3, but also in all businesses, are male-dominated. And it takes a lot of courage, a lot of sacrifices from women to be the leader. But this is needed because we need equality of genders. We need to actually fulfill our desires to become somebody worthy. That's my take on that. I always encourage women, not only women actually, don't want to feel that I'm only like feminist. I want to encourage everybody to do what they want because that's the only way to be happy. That's the only way to be happy. And for you, it started when somebody saw the potential in you and say that he believes in you and that you can do exactly. it. There's actually light in all of us waiting to be unleashed. And when somebody believes in us, when a leader encourages us, it becomes possible that we begin to dream a bigger dream and turn it into reality. I don't know anything about NFT don't know anything about Web3. <laughs> Given this is something so unknown, what drew you into this industry in the first place? It actually happened by accident. I think we all started Web3 
by accident. I've been trading crypto for some time back in 16, 17 years old. But when I saw how big blockchain industry is and how prospective it looks like, I just wanted to learn more about that. And luckily for me, my friends introduced this company. That's where I started my journey on Web2, Web3 blockchain. And what do you hope to achieve ultimately in this industry? I want to empower women and just empower everybody to step out and become what they want. Even if you speak about Web3 especially, then I want to have our fully owned internet where individuals are ruled over the internet, not companies like Apple or Google. So our account user data will be only ours. Nobody can use it for any purposes, less advertisement or any other purposes that can be used on dark web. So I think my primary purpose would be empowering people all around the world to do what they want and to have the full ownership and rights to own content they created. Give them a voice and they own the content as well. Exactly. How do you assert your presence as the only woman at the sea level in your company? Well, people want me to be harsh, be strong, be confident. And I agree with them on that point. But I see my approach more in more soft way. If you know about the Princess Diana, how she did adjust herself, because her voice at the start, it was high-pitched and nobody wanted to listen to her. And she had to actually work on herself to work on appearance and the impression she made. So she had to train herself. And some of the people would love us to adjust ourselves this way. But I don't see this approach working on everybody. Speaking about myself, I'm more of a soft person. As Bruce Lee says, be water. Should you put water in a cup, it will be cup. Should you put water in a bowl, it will be bowl. So I see my leadership attitude, my leadership mood is more soft, supporting, encouraging, and empowering. That's what I feel comfortable with. Know yourself, be in your element, and then you can be the best leader that you can be. We can be aware of the expectations, but most important is we need to know who do we want to be, right? That way you'll be the best leader that you can be. Great. What leadership advice would you give to people <laughs> in your field <laughs> okay we are all giants raised by pygmies who have learned how to walk with perpetual mind mental mindset unleashing our full potential of a total brain power and being confident in every aspect this is something that will turn your life around and i wish to focus on us and agility and being tolerant to each other and keep going we're all gonna make it excellent so encouraging and unleash the full power of our mind <laughs> <laughs> it's great so good to have you Kiama, and really enjoy this conversation i'm always very blessed to be able to meet somebody with a very different background and we are connected and united by the same thoughts that we want to create a better world more equitable where everyone has a voice and everyone has the right to live to their fullest potential thank you so much for being part of agile leaders conversations thank you so much Chen Chen. pleasure is mine <laughs>